Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. In last week's episode, we began a conversation with Roy Allen Bumpers, who we had met years ago when he participated in the LifeBank Stepping for Life shows. Roy was part of the Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity and helped to make our event successful. Although Roy knew at the time he had kidney disease, he lived his life and tried to maintain his good health. That worked for years, for many years until an unexpected trip to the hospital revealed that he would need to begin dialysis treatments immediately. Hi, you're listening to part two of episode 81 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. We continue our conversation with Roy as he goes through a dialysis treatment at the Centers for Dialysis Care in Shaker Heights. Some of the noises you will hear are monitors and other equipment used with dialysis. We are fortunate that Roy is being forthcoming and willing to share details of what it was like to find out he was in kidney failure, and also some of the obstacles he had to overcome to get to where he is today and what his hopes are for the future. Roy, I can't thank you enough for talking with me. Would you be willing to share with our listeners what your dialysis is like? Describe a typical dialysis session and how often you do that. So for me, as I mentioned before, I've been on dialysis almost a, exactly a year. This month will mark one year. I go three days a week, currently Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And I go in the evening uh, because I'm still working full time and the evening is the only slot that, that works with my work schedule. I'm generally here uh, from about uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, my treatment is four hours uh, each time. So, And what does your treatment you consist know, of? My, my treatment consists of um, sitting in a, a very comfortable reclining chair. <laughs> that's have, that's the uh, easy part, right? Yeah, that's the easiest part. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do get two needles stuck in my, my arm each time. Uh, these needles, one is connected to the vein, one is connected to the artery, and one needle is pulling my blood from my body to clean it and, and do the work that my kidneys no longer can do. And then the other needle brings the blood back into my body after it's filtered through the dialyzer and cleaned out. So... You know, when I tell people how long I sit in dialysis and how often I go, people are always blown away by how long it takes and that me committing that amount of time. Like, wow, you know, that's, that's a lot of time. That's crazy. But the way they consider it, the way they look at it is healthy kidneys are doing this work 24-7, no, nonstop. And I come here three times a week and, and get it done four hours each time. I get a total of 12 hours of, of, of dialysis treatment a week, which 
when you think of how many hours are in a week, 168. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not getting uh, a nearly a fraction of, of the, the, the work that regular healthy kidneys are doing. So and when I tell people in that perspective, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Still hard on your system. It really is hard on your system. How do you feel? Yeah, so, oh, man, so like, oh, if I can speak on that, yeah. When I started dialysis, I was in the hospital. Uh, when, when my kidneys hit end stage, it was actually uh, kind of a, a crazy situation. Um, I was at work, and my foot was giving me some excruciating pain. It was uh, in my big toe. I had no idea what it was. Like it felt like I actually broke something. Like I was like, did I break a toe? Like did I drop a box on my foot, or did I kick something too hard? Like what the heck is this pain? It got so bad that I could barely stand up. I had to leave work, and I scheduled the same day appointment with my primary doctor. He ran a blood test and found out that I had gout, and this was like a gout flare up. Oh, wow. And the blood tests also uh, revealed that my kidney function was very, very low, and which I knew I had chronic kidney disease, but I had been maintaining it so long and I had managed so long without dialysis that I kind of just thought that I might be okay until, you know, my middle age, 40s, 50s, something like that. I, I didn't even consider that perhaps my kidneys would reach the end stage at this point. So when my doctor saw my blood work, he called me and said, Mr. Bumpers, I need you to come to the hospital immediately. This kidney function that I'm seeing is at a very alarming rate and I need to see you right away. Uh, He said, actually, I have a nephrologist that I want you to see that has made room in his schedule to see you right away. So I actually, uh, came to the hospital but maybe a day later I couldn't do it the same day because I had too much going on so I came the next day and the nephrologist just explained things very plain to me said your kidneys your kidneys are basically not working at all right now it's obvious you've been going about this way for quite some time and that we need to do some things to get you on dialysis because of how severe the situation was, I had to have an emergency surgery and have a dialysis catheter uh, surgically uh, installed in my chest so that I could start receiving dialysis treatment right away. Uh, The normal process for dialysis involves creating a fistula, uh, which is a vein connected to an artery, and then letting that fistula mature, uh, which takes several weeks, and, and not even using it as an access point. It's probably a, at least like a 90-day process to, to use a fistula for hemodialysis. Now, there are some other options for dialysis, but I chose hemo. I had to get this dialysis catheter installed in my chest, so I actually spent four nights in the hospital. They installed the catheter in my chest. They gave me my first set of treatment. It was a very short treatment. Uh, my body couldn't handle four hours on, on the first day. So they started me very small with maybe 30, 45 minutes. Then they graduated me to an hour. I think by my last day in the hospital, I was in there for 90 minutes, an hour and a half. So the, the catheter that was in my chest came with a lot of restrictions. Uh, I couldn't get it wet. 
uh, I, you know, had to keep it covered. They restricted me from taking showers for six months. <laughs> and uh, throughout that process, uh, I actually ended up having to get it changed out two more times. I had three dialysis catheters in my chest before I started uh, using the fistula. At this point, I was so over these catheters that I told my, my doctor now, hey, I don't want another catheter. I don't care. We're going to have to try this fistula out a couple weeks early. So he said, you know what? Go for it. So I went to dialysis. They did it, and it, it worked out. So I started using my dialysis, my access about two weeks in advance, and now I've been using it about six months now, and it, it's been working out. I mean, besides okay. the fact that I have to get pricked with two needles, it, it's working well. I'm getting, you know, good treatments from it. Uh, they upgraded me to 15-gauge needles. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Although people can live years and decades on dialysis, it really isn't an easy treatment to endure, especially three times a week. It's not. It's not. And I mean, one thing I was kind of segueing into is that my very first treatment here at the center, oh man, it tore my body up. I had like very bad chills or the cramping. I, you know, I didn't know the cramping was going to be a thing. Yeah. So, do you feel better um, off of after dialysis or before dialysis? Well, you know what's funny, and I guess this is kind of like the the non popular opinion, but in most cases, dialysis makes me feel better. Like I don't leave here feel sluggish. I don't feel drained. Uh, but one thing that I probably should share with you, you, you can relate to this. Do you You know what that is? Obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just educate the listeners first. A healthy BUN from healthy kidneys is generally no higher than about 25, maybe 30. My BUN was at 156. Oh, my God. What was your creatinine level? <laughs> creatinine was at about 13. Yeeks. And again, that should yeah. be 0.5 for a healthy <laughs> kidney. Yeah, 0.5. And you were at 13. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. And my, my my doctor could not believe that I was even walking around, walking around and living yeah. normal life. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't like like I said. Besides having that terrible gout flare up, I had no idea that things were that bad. Well, thank God you did um, have that gout because I mean <laughs> you could have to uh, totally stroked out. Like yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That I was told that if I didn't get in, they they said it was almost a guarantee that I would have gotten very sick probably within 10 days <laughs> from that date if I didn't do anything to get treated and that. I might not even be here today. Wow. Roy, let's say you do receive a kidney transplant. How is that going to change your life? And what are your plans for the future? You know, being on dialysis kind of gave me this random epiphany. You know, most of my work life has been in retail. And uh, I just kind of had this epiphany when I started dialysis that I wanted to get into the world of healthcare somehow. But, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor. You know, I'm 37. You know, I'm not about to go through medical school or anything. But kind of got this spam email about dental assistant and this program. And uh, I just decided to pursue it. And I was like, yeah, dental sounds good. Like, you know, I've always taken special interest in my, my dental health. You know, uh, they look good. <laughs> I yeah, figured I you always most. had a great smile. 
<laughs> in that respect, I uh, decided that, you know, there might be a sign that I should enter this field. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the job. It's the first job I've ever worked that is only Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And I got my weekends off and paid holidays. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's great. And I'm doing something I enjoy. I mean, I work right alongside the dentist. I'm handing her every instrument she needs. I'm holding the suction and, you know, I'm, I'm like her second set of hands. And I'm learning a lot. And, uh, you know, she actually, you know, kind of sold me on being a dentist. So I'm wow. actually now in the process of, you know, taking some courses, and studying for the year, the DAT, which is the Bill Admissions Test. And, yeah, my goal is uh, by the fall of 23 to be starting dental school somewhere. My God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Roy, thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe And we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.